Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We are back with the Vanity Ultra Podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Kirk. And I'm your other host, Elijah. And yo, man, we are back with another great guest today. Mm-hmm. We have someone who I've been following for actually a few years now. Um, and yo, man, great dude. Um, his brand, man, is just the visuals, the pieces, just everything overall about the brand, man. It's very done very well. Um, recently did a shoot uh, for his brand, and it was this very nice, very nice silk scarf. Very well put together. And yo, man, without further ado, I'd like to have my guest introduce himself. Thank you for having me. Yo, my name's uh, Rayland Mendoza, uh, Ray for short. I'm the creative director and co-founder of uh, the art collective and brand, like you said, I'll call you tomorrow, as well as uh, the creative agency Tomorrow Works. Yeah, thanks thanks for having me, guys. Of course, thanks for coming on. Of course. Oh, excited to be here. Excited to be here. Hell yeah. Perfect. And so to start off, man, uh, tell us, where are you from? I am from Edmonton, Alberta, which is, we were just talking about, it's like the Midwest of Canada. Right. Born and raised here by way of like Filipino immigrants, and I'm sure we'll kind of get into it, but though, but I do also kind of claim uh Vancouver and Toronto a little bit, a little bit, not as much as Edmonton, but like mm-hmm. okay. I spent some time living and growing up down there too, as well. So, kind of all kind of a melting pot, right? right. Okay, shout out Edmonton, hey, shout isn't out. <laughs> I feel like oh, I know, isn't like Emily Oberg from somewhere around there, maybe? Yo, so. Alberta, like my, like, I guess it's like the closest things, like my state. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of fashion ties that like no one ever really talks or knows about, right, um, right. which is, and it's always the weirdest, most random people. Like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Emily Oberg is from Calgary, if, I, if okay. I'm like getting my facts straight, right? Which is like three hours out of my city, mm-hmm. um, as well as Errolson Hugh from Acronym. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. he's, He's, I don't think he's from my city, but he like grew up here. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as like a couple other like notable names, like the Haven brothers who are like, they do like a lot of like, Japanese, um, fashion, the menswear stuff. Uh, yeah. So, and like a lot of it's all from like, um, or I'd say more from like Vancouver, Toronto, but yeah, Edmonton's mm-hmm. got some names. Mm-hmm. And why do you think, why do you think that area kind of produces, you know, so many big names in mm-hmm. fashion? Mm, I think one thing is like definitely the weather and the climate. Like mm-hmm. it's straight up cold as hell out here in right. the winters. Like it's we're talking like minus forty, minus fifty mm-hmm. Celsius. Sheesh. I don't yeah. know what I don't I don't cold. know what the conversion is yeah, on that. It's cold, it's cold. It's, yeah. Um that and then the other hand of it, which is like why even why I I base a lot of my stuff around here is like the cost of living and Mm-hmm. is definitely not as like high up as some of the other bigger cities in the country right. you know mm-hmm. inflation's a motherfucker man like it's, it's coming for everybody yeah um <laughs> that and like it's just not as saturated here so it, it definitely affords a lot of creative freedoms um and these days i'm really into th- this question of like how can we build infrastructure to like keep talent in the city just because mm-hmm. like a lot of the times it ends up leaving and I mean, rightfully so I did too. Um, but it's like, how do we create more opportunities and infrastructure to foster a lot of that creative talent, like, and keep it here, keep it homegrown, you know? Wow. And it's so crazy you mentioned that because we view the same like thing here because we're from Virginia Beach, Virginia. And like, obviously like when it comes to like, there's the creatives who came out of just Virginia period, just whether it be Pharrell, like Missy Elliott, Mm -hmm. Timbaland, Mm -hmm. like, 
And just we see that when it comes to that, like, same situation, a lot of those people just, like, leave. But they want to be able to, like, Pharrell now, like, doing the Something in the Water mm-hmm. Festival and just bringing back mm-hmm. a lot of eyes to the city. And it's definitely a great thing, but we definitely have a long way to go in terms of, like, our growth. It's just a far, it's just, like, an area in general. Mm-hmm. Um, But as far as for you growing up in Edmonton, like, what was it like growing up? Like, what were some of your early interests? Oh, you on the slopes, skiing, uh, snowboarding? <laughs> I'm a really bad Canadian in that I don't do any winter sports. Like I think I've, I've skated like maybe a handful of times in my life. Mm And, um, but like growing up for me was really interesting because I'm from a part of the city that's not that diverse Mm -hmm. or it used to be really not diverse. It's gotten a lot better now. Um, so it was like very classic. I'm sure like a lot of people have this story of like, yo, I'm like one of three to four non-white kids in the city. Um, Mm -hmm let alone like being Southeast Asian where like <laughs> they're like, yo, are you black or Chinese? I'm like, technically neither, but like, you know, right. it, this, it's this like whole other thing that people just didn't have a reference point for. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was hard. It was hard growing up. Um, but then I was very fortunate to find my community getting a little bit older, like towards like end of high school university. And mm-hmm. I really found um, a lot of my best friends in a very diverse community who I end up working with a lot now. Um, mm-hmm. And then growing up too, I'm from a whole like immigrant family of people that worked in the garment industry. So like truly all I've known my whole life is fashion. So right. my, um, whether it was like my grandparents working as like tailors and pattern makers, my mom is a retired jeweler. Um, I have very distinct memories growing up of like them being like, this is good product. This is how you mm-hmm. make good product. Um, oh, wow. and then like, or even as close, like, yo, as a family, if I see you wearing like a silver chain instead of gold chain, like, nah, we're, we're like a gold family kind of. Right. Thing. So yeah. Tough. Sort of, I, I, I was born with like very strong opinions of like mm-hmm. how to go about things in, in that space at a very early age. Um, and then I just naturally gravitated towards like a lot of the marketing and the design, but, but also with this like strong sense of community, um, and then as a kid, I just grew up being obsessed with like basketball and um like early proto streetwear, like you know, yeah, like oh, Carmelo days and shit like that. Yeah, and yeah. like I was I was really into how like because I oh like straight up I always sucked at basketball. Like I, I yeah. Whenever I talk, dude, talk about this, it's funny you say yeah, that. Like, I was in the gym this morning working on my jump <laughs> shot because my shit is broke, dude. <laughs> like. <laughs> I'll I'll still be like as a grown ass man these days. Like I'll try and play every now and then. I'm like, how did I ever make a team? Like this was not good. Like right. Um, but I was I was always obsessed with like how people would style their like uniforms or like obviously mm-hmm. the culture around sports, like the sneakers, music, and how that would inform like oh maybe like what you're into subculturally or like maybe like where your team is kind of like from. If we're if I was playing like out of town tournaments and stuff like that. Um. And that was kind of like my big first foray into like subculture, fashion, and all that kind of stuff outside of my like family. Right. Um, and yeah, when I look back so. on it, man, never, never. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm definitely never had aspirations to go to the league. I was, I always knew I was like, yo, that that's not for me. Though yeah. I was always very into the fits of like you know and everything surrounding it. And, right. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's sick. Wow, that's dope. So like. For you, who, what were some, um, 
like just within that early of you, like in your early age, what was some of your early like favorite brands just like growing up? Mm-hmm. You mentioned like Karma Loop, so I can yeah. imagine yeah. going to go with that. <laughs> but yeah, um, me as a very young kid, I was obsessed with yeah, like Mark Echo, LRG. Hell yeah! Oh man. man, like all all of that stuff way back in the day. Like, oh, I'm trying to think what else like. Lift your research group. Yeah. 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 I know another one was like 10 deep. 10 deep. 10, 10 deep. And I was a big Neff. I used to love Neff. That was my yes. shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it was, it's funny because like half of what I was into at that time was all that, that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then what I grew up around was closer to like full on suiting and yeah. everything that like my grandparents worked on. And like I, I always have to like big him up where my grandpa like is probably the earliest style icon I've mm-hmm. ever had. And wow. thinking about that, like, he's like, they don't make people like him anymore. Like he's right. still around. Right. I'm, I'm so lucky to have him, but imagine this like really old Filipino dude. That's like covered in tattoos, always mm-hmm. wearing a suit. Um, I remember riding around the city in his old muscle car and he has like cigarettes in his mouth and shit. And like, Hell oh, yeah, it's a... sounds like a badass <laughs> man. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, suited and booted. <laughs> yeah. And like, he was rocking the whole like tank top and under a suit jacket before it was like, Oh shit. Yeah. He's on some, he's on some next level yeah. shit. <laughs> and like, cool like I fun. saw like, he has all these like old school, like Cholo style tattoos. So you would see it like peeking up from underneath the tank top type yeah. thing. And like, that's crazy. that at a, er- at an early age to me, I was like, whatever that is, I want like, yeah, I want to be that. Yeah. I want to be um, that shit so now. now. I want to be that cool now. Yeah. Like, I wish I could be that cool now. <laughs> and like, he's like fully retired. He's like, he's old. He's getting up there, but he's still like, man, he, he's such a character. Like, he'll just go by himself to like, to the casino and just like hang out in a suit and just like fucking gamble. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I don't like, he'll like, do you want to come? And I'm like, uh, sometimes I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll pull up, and he's like, actually, you, you better not. You're kind of just gonna ruin the vibe. And I'm like, yeah, fair, fair. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's crazy, Dude, grandpas. No, nah, shout out to the grandpas out there, man. Um, and so we like to, well, especially myself, I like to ask this question for you know whenever we have brand owners on. So for you, did you necessarily go to school for like fashion at all, or what was like your route when it comes to like going to school, or even if you went to college or anything? Totally. Um, I did. So I went to university for, I actually have a textiles degree. Mm. So I studied like, it's this really weird hybrid program that I basically like stumbled into at University of Alberta, where I studied a lot of like fashion design, textiles and like actual like textile science. And mm-hmm. then, then the rest of my time studying was um, like straight up like marketing and business classes. So I was like, academically, it's always been kind of both hand in hand. And these, it, it's helped me out a lot in, in the sense of like, I just work in design and marketing, um, mm-hmm. owning a brand and like running my own agency. Um, that being said though, like during the whole time, um, I like was around product and around like brands basically my whole life, like just with mm-hmm. my upbringing, um, worked in retail for like forever, like, you know, was a slave kid in the mall for a long time, just like, yeah. one, Putting in those long hours. We know. Oh, trust me. Yeah, we, we know. Oh, yeah. We right? feel, like, yeah. That's what we mean. Yo, Can you it, That's how we met. We met working <laughs> straight at the, up. Straight up. Mall. Yep. Um, I've bonded over this with like the homie Adam too, where, um, from Libro, or obviously like one of your guys' uh-huh. honest hey, where, Big homie, shout out. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get all the shout outs in. Like he used to work at Club Monaco. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my best friends who I work with on the brand, um, we met literally folding button ups 
at Club Monaco. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And same. like some of our other, like even earlier than that, some of my other best friends that I work with, we literally met folding graphic tees yeah. at like Urban Outfitters when we yeah. were like 17 or some shit. Yeah. Wow. Hey man, it's that kind of shit makes friends, bro. Wow, going, hey, it does, right? <laughs> hey, going through them trenches, bro. That retail shit, right? Shows. Like, it's yeah. like, yo, you closing? I'm closing. We're best right. friends for the Always. next five hours, straight up. Like, I truly feel like working in real t- retail, bro. Like, you got to be a different breed. Yeah, to do that. Sharp, especially like oh, your yeah. people skills, bro. Yeah. Especially for years, yes. like, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I don't have to do it no more. When I look back at it, it really, like, it didn't feel like it at the time, but it truly taught me <laughs> so much about not only, like, business shit or, like, running a business, but, like, life, right? Like, yeah, yo, yeah. if someone's just mad at you, they're they're not mad at you. They're just mad at something else, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, for real. Yeah, my shit was always, uh, bro, buy the shirt or don't buy the shirt. <laughs> Whatever you do, yeah. just leave me out of it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, for real, though. So, transitioning, right? Um, mm-hmm. or maybe no, sort of like, like for you, when did you come to the idea that you wanted to start? I'll call you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh man. The name started well before the brand. Um, and our origin story technically starts around like 2015, 2016. Um, and we only worked in nightlife for the longest time for like the good first, like two, three years, maybe where, all of my best friends in uni were either like musicians, DJs, and, and I was still in like school at the time, studying and doing like, like fashion stuff, um, working a little bit on some like freelance creative projects or like self-driven stuff. Um, and we were just looking for like an umbrella to put our work under. Um, mm-hmm. And at the same time, like we're like, oh, we're all these like cool young dudes or like doing stuff in the city. Why is our city dead on a Friday, Saturday night? And like, we didn't see the stuff that we would be interested in. So mm-hmm. we started like hosting events, hosting parties, um, doing like art shows and shit. Um, and then the clothing didn't come until like later. That was almost like an afterthought where, wow. um, a very, like our very first pop-up, I was literally just throwing t-shirts outside of a DJ booth or like from the DJ booth into yeah. the crowd. And oh, like people wow. are like passing up money type stuff. Yeah. Um, so that was like the first iteration of I'll Call You Tomorrow. And then after university, I ended up getting a really cool opportunity to go to Vancouver. And I ended up living there for a couple of years to mm-hmm. kind of like just cut my teeth in that scene. And I interned out there, worked for a couple of big brands. Um, and we went on hiatus. And then the story kind of picks up again when I decided to leave Vancouver, uh, came back, missed working with my friends. I thought I was going to be in Edmonton for maybe like a, six months to save mm-hmm. up some money. And then the pandemic hit like three weeks Damn. later. Yeah. <laughs> wow. um, I ended up deciding to stay. But during that ride, we like put out a couple t-shirts, did a couple events when we could, did some online stuff. And then next thing you know, we're like selling out. Things are moving quick. We're getting a lot of really cool looks. And right. next thing we're just like, oh, shit, we're like a brand now. And like yeah. we have like all that kind of stuff then that's kind of how the agency kind of spun out um and yeah man like it's been truly like a wild ride and i'm committed to staying for a little bit longer for the, we'll see you know in yeah. in the city so we're uh as much as possible we're just trying to kind of like keep growing and kind of just do what we do hell yeah bro you wow. need we need the hometown hero <laughs> hometown hero you feel me i'm like i'm very fascinated by what this idea of like being a hometown hero because like mm-hmm. People will be like, oh, oh man, yeah, yeah, y'all are doing cool things, which we are, and we're very fortunate, and I'm grateful for that. Um, 
but it's like, yo, they don't know that. Like, yo, some days I'm like, my debit card declined like two days ago, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it'd be you. real. It'd be yeah. real. You know, like, um, it's like the highest of highs, lowest of lows, you know? <laughs> you know, that's funny that you said that because that reminds me about, um, you know, I'm sure you are familiar with the uh, rapper Vince Staples. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, how, yeah. He, he, how he talks about how like, you know, rappers, and I guess like in this, in our conversation, like fashion designers, like you look at them and you see like, oh, like they're living like this, like this lavish lifestyle. Yeah. And it's like, would you think about it, like they're regular people too. And they're also just like trying to like get it. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm sure like they have <laughs> the same problems we have, the same financial yeah, problems like, we have. Like, it's, yeah. People, people see the after of what, after the storm, but mm-hmm. then like they don't see like the during or even before right. the storm. Like, and I think like Nick, Nick Sissomath from yes. collegium like his story was just mm-hmm. like insane and like how yeah. he went through all that so yeah no it's um yeah and yeah. i and i want to touch on something briefly because you brought up how of course just when moving back around that time right before covid hit and i'm very curious for you during that period of like quarantine and like covid like did you find yourself even finding yourself to come up with like more ideas just for like the brand itself or just in general because for us like that's how initially how this thing started between myself and elijah like i was able to and we were able to come up with ideas during quarantine and covid of like the podcast and how we can orchestrate and make things the way they are now and so for you during that time like what was that process like for you uh during that time was such an interesting like moment of my life because like Mm -hmm. I left Vancouver in like a not so great headspace, honestly. Like, um, a lot of other kind of like things going wrong in my life, like whether it was like personal, professional, um, but design wise and in terms of like fashion, I, I was leaving Vancouver working on like technical clothing. Like, I mean, that's like, that's the Gorp city, right? Like, right. Uh, um, that's the city of like Arcterix. I came from brands working on like straight up like af- like premium athleisure stuff mm-hmm. uh where i've literally like for the past couple of years was just only making um like performance and like you know still in the streetwear space uh type stuff but very different than the stuff that i was working on um and i hit a point during uh the quarantine where i was like oh i kind of need to reteach myself how to design because mm-hmm. up until that point i was so consumed with that and um a lot of the early ICYT stuff and even the stuff that we're doing these days, it's almost kind of the call back to like the streetwear classics that I've been just like into my whole life, right? Mm-hmm. Like stuff that we talked about cruising on like page, the deep end pages of fucking Karma Loop, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And like I, as a kid too, I, I didn't get to say it, but I was like obsessed with Stussy growing up and like mm-hmm. because I had some cousins that would like bring it from like Cali where yeah. when you couldn't get it here in, in yeah, Edmonton. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like and Stussy got real scary for a while. Nice. Stussy got real scary for a while. Yeah. But like they they put the toothpaste back in the tube. They did. Like, they're they're killing it right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. They haven't yeah, missed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, so like I, during that time it was very like me sitting with my own thoughts, nothing else to do. Um trying to figure out like, yo, like what kind of stuff am I into? What mm-hmm. other things outside of that tenure of my life can I draw upon? Mm-hmm. Um and like have output because at that time like i had a split second where i was like yo my design career is done like i'm never gonna make product again Mm -hmm. um and i was very fortunate that like oh like i my best friends quite literally like 
helped me come together and be like, no, you can do this. And like, let's do something meaningful and like, let's do it just for us. Right. Like, mm-hmm. uh, not to get so earnest and corny, but it was on some like FUBU shit, you know, like, yeah, or um, as bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then that's just kind of how it came together. And then these days I'm very fortunate. I'm very like grateful for that time because I can kind of pull on everything during mm-hmm. like where it's like, um, we, we still have all the streetwear stuff. I still make a shit ton of hats, but like our people are ready for some of the more kind of elevated. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and even like, so our, our hat, our headwear program from day one has always been cut and sew. Like everything's custom. Mm-hmm. Um, but now our people like are fully ready. So like we're launching, um, like outerwear, full apparel soon. Like, mm-hmm. or it, it used to be like every once a season, it'll be like one or two pieces right. of like full apparel. But now we're getting, we're gearing up for like, oh, okay, like let's do this for the an, an entire season. Yeah. Full um, collection. Oh. Yeah. You know, and like, they're ready to go on that ride with us, whether it's like in Edmonton or not, you know, mm-hmm. like it's um, our web shop is pretty crazy these days, but yeah, it's cool to see that progression and being able to, um, because it is a self-driven thing and I don't have to answer to too many people. I can pull on a lot of those experiences, whether it's in like Toronto or Vancouver, more of the technical stuff, more on the tailored stuff and mm-hmm. kind of use that whole gamut of things. Right. Wow. And so where do you draw the necessary inspiration to, and just your team in general, to come up with certain pieces? Like, for example, like early in the interview, I brought mm-hmm. up, the, of course, like the silk scarf. And I've, I saw you did the bowling shirt as well recently. Mm-hmm. So, like, where do you guys draw this inspiration to come up with these various pieces? It truly is just a reflection of, like, what me and my, like, crew are into. Like, mm-hmm. um, the silk scarf, so the Casa Montego collab, like, Honestly, I really owe a lot of that project to the Casa Montego boys, like out in Victoria, um, mm. where they come from Afro Latin heritage. We knew we wanted to do like a summer accessory. Um, I had been like just finalizing all the like logistic steps to get all the silk and do it how I wanted it. Um, and it just came together really organically to like, mm-hmm. oh, we, you know, it's, kind of there's like the nightlife inspo in there there's like the music side there's like it's everything that that's we're into right like and it just came together and the way it's styled where it's like equally like us it's equally them um and yeah then it's just a reflection of what we're what we're into and even the bowling shirt it just came from like we're launching it as a collab with this like old school like bowling alley in our Mm -hmm. city and um we're actually gearing up for the full campaign it's launching in like literally after this weekend um and we're going to host or like we're going to like release it with like a full on bowling night. And that's just because yeah. like wow. me and my friends hang out at the bowling alley before we go out, you know, yeah. like <laughs> um, yeah. and even like growing up, my parents were really into bowling. And so it's like they we we're like we just draw upon like all the stuff that we're into, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, now are you nice at bowling? Like you you rolling strikes? Yeah. Like what's your deal? <laughs> you, you averaging 220? Ooh. Not at all. Not at all. I'm still <laughs> Triz Ash. Um, but. <laughs> I it's all for me I'm almost like out of spite bad at bowling because my parents were like full-on almost like I think they were like provincially ranked at one point yeah. like oh, they were God. like they're serious with it they were serious yeah. with it so they you were just like, like I don't want to do this <laughs> straight up straight up like as yeah. as a kid like I remember them being like you have to practice and I was like nah you know like, I'd rather yeah. I'd rather go play ball with my friends or some shit yeah. like yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Damn, that's crazy. I have a friend who used to be in a bowling league. Really? Yeah. Like came with like the ball. Had her own ball. Yeah. Damn. Had her. Those shirts. people are 
hardcore. Yeah, hardcore, dude. you know? It's not a game. Have you did that one video where the yeah. dude strikes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like, uh, the, the Oakley's on. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's like, who do you, who do you, do you think, think you I are? are? Yeah, I am. <laughs> are you kidding me? I did, I'm right. <laughs> bro, it's too funny, bro. But he's like, man. Yeah, you yeah, start that. Shout out to the bowlers out there, man. Yeah, I mean, um, yo, they be bowling with like shooting sleeves on. Yes, right? yeah. like, and like what? special glasses. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's not a game, bro. I'm like, yeah. they got glasses, and it's like an indoor sport. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got shooting glasses. So for the brand, what are some what are some key things you like to key on when it comes to a uh, visual perspective? When it comes to when you guys mm. do certain collections, like, what's that process look like for you and your team? Uh, so as a like at its core, I really view I'll call you tomorrow as more of a media company mm-hmm. rather than like like a fashion retail company. And it's like so it's like media first. We just happen to have really good merch. Essentially, is like what our team always goes back to. So when we're looking at visuals, we're looking at anything that we're communicating with mm-hmm. our audience. It's it always comes down to like what's the story we're trying to tell. What are the kind of like key touch points at play? what are we drawing on ourselves to kind of put this together? And then like, how do we build that into an experience, whether it's like on IG or just a bit, sorry, excuse me, just visuals um, or to like in, a, in an event or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh. and it's really just trying to communicate that in as many touch points as possible. Um, and then from there, it kind of just all builds out. And right. we're very fortunate too that like everyone that we're into, we have such a wide array of, styles and inspiration and like reference points that Mm -hmm. we can kind of come up together for this like mismatch of like things that just make sense you know and like Mm -hmm. obviously then we're we're really looking at um other like things happening in the market and just like our own spin on that kind of stuff you know nothing really exists in a vacuum so Mm -hmm. so now thus far do you have a particular piece or yeah like a particular piece that you find the most attachment to or you think that is your personal favorite that you've released thus far? Um, man, I'm really excited about something that hasn't come out yet, which is like our apparel. Um, mm-hmm. Or sorry, our outerwear. Our outerwear. Okay. So I'm coming mm-hmm. out with like um, outerwear is hopefully touching down in the next like four or five months, you know, like, mm-hmm. and a lot of that just comes from like, yo, it's cold. And yeah, it's, it's cold in my city. Is, how, it's brick. Is it <laughs> cold there now? Is it still? It's not fully cold, but like, yo, the, um, the leaves are, the, are starting yeah. to fall down. You can like, feel the weather starting to change. Yeah. Like it's, you can feel it. Like it's looming over us that it's coming Man. kind of thing. Yeah. No, um, it's hot. it's hot as fuck here. Still. But <laughs> in terms of like what's out already, I'm really proud of like most recently our uniform shorts, which is like my take on just like a classic mesh short where mm-hmm. I put a little bit of like our, my like old athletic kind of, um, design career in there where the inside liner is like a running mesh short Ooh, but it's nice yeah, yeah uh but the outside looks like any that's other classic short. you know like yeah. basketball short right or you know any other kind of merch short that's mm-hmm. out there right now so that's most recently but i mean if i really had to go back to one it's like our uh our uniform hat that's like um it's butter. the one with our bread and butter it's our hat with a script on the front where that was prop like it's one of the moments where we our team was like oh yo we have something here like mm-hmm. just seeing how far that's gone and how how far that's taken where you know like people all over the world are like wearing that right now right um so that's the one that i, I always got to like give it up to mm-hmm. wow 
Now, do you have sites? And of course, I know you have goals for the brand, but do you have mm -hmm. sites on wanting to go brick and mortar at some mm -hmm. point? We're always playing around with that idea. Um, quite, I mean, even when I was talking about it, like building infrastructure in my home city, like right. it's it's always a, a thought, and we've had like longer term pop ups, and we've done all that kind of stuff. Um, but for me, it always comes down to a question of like, what's our spin outside of just like a, a store that's open from like twelve to six, right? right? Like, um, how are we gonna be different? whether it's like, yeah, or just like, is it an event space, or how are we actually interacting with the community? What, um are like what's truly going to be happening there outside of just selling like clothing, which mm -hmm. is like, we know we can do that stuff. Well, you know, you know, I've folded enough t-shirts to know like <laughs> yeah. how to run a store. Um, but everything else on top of that is the bigger question. And, and to do that right. Takes a lot of time, takes a lot of energy and money uh, um, where we're, we're playing around with it. We're playing. I have a couple kind of things that go where we're always kind of like seeing how that goes. Um, but at the same time, we're also, I'm really into this idea of like, how do I bring the world to Edmonton and how do I bring Edmonton to the world kind right. of thing? It's like that kind mm -hmm. of like conversation, mm -hmm. um, whether it's like through collabs or whether it's through different like creative projects on the agency side. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's, um, it's a very, not to get super, super vague with it, but like we're playing around with a couple ideas and hopefully if it all goes to plan, it'll come together in the next like couple of years, you know? Okay. Nice. And yeah, being yeah. that you guys have already mm -hmm. done collaborations, uh, what's your what's your view on you know brands when it comes to like doing collaborations? But then also too with that, um, is there a brand out there that you would like to do a collaboration with at some point? Mm, um, in terms of like collaborating, I think it's like it's just a given in this space, and like being if you're operating within fashion and like streetwear specifically, like you need to be able to collaborate well and collaborating well is like an art in itself, you, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and in terms of like the collaborations that, you know, are my dream, like, yeah, you know, honestly, it'll always be cool to like, everyone always says like, yo, I want to do a sneaker. I want to do whatever that is still obviously on the list, but it's like, I'm just really into the ideas of just like doing shit with my friends. Right. Mm -hmm. Like whether it's like, people kind of like us that we just got connected through the internet or like people that I came up with or people I meet on the road or like at different events. Um, yeah. I just want to do shit like that. That just like, I like, we truly care about and have the freedom to do how we want to do it without like really large corporate structures. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, right. and then have that, like be able to do it at a really high level and then have that like resonate with people. It's like mm -hmm. all I can ask for, honestly. Right. No, that's fine. And before we let you go, I do want to ask, of course, when it comes to yourself as well as the brand, what are some goals that you want to necessarily accomplish before the end of the year? Not not only just creatively, but also personally, personally as well for yeah. yourself. Oh, man. Um, for myself, shit, I mean, I think, put me on the spot here, I'm trying to think. I definitely, <laughs> um, I definitely need to get back into running personal-wise. Like, I definitely stopped that, like, a month ago. Um, on my personal tip, uh, I gotta make more, my work-life balance is pretty trash these days. Yeah. So like, I definitely gotta like figure out the better version of that by the end of the year. Um, and then for the brand and for the business, like, um, we're gearing up to hopefully do a bunch of like pop-ups outside of Edmonton and like have like experiences okay. built in around or that. Um, so like a big thing I think for 20, like by the end of this year going into next is like, 
um, we're just taking shit on the road, you know, like, and just kind of seeing how that goes and then yeah. taking those experiences and like bringing it back home is mm-hmm. like, is, uh, is what we're really, really talking about these days. Oh yeah. Wow. Dope. Love to hear it. That's dope. <laughs> well, man, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, bro. It was a true pleasure to have you on. Um, not only to just to discuss about the brand, but also get to learn more about you as a mm-hmm. person. And so with that, man, we truly wish you the best moving forward when it comes to everything. And yo, man, it was it was a true pleasure. So thank yeah. you. And where can people follow you on social media? Yes. Uh yo, yeah. And thank you guys. Honestly, mm-hmm. like um I genuinely don't really like to do outside like press all that much, but like or as a business owner, I know it's always like um like a necessary thing but like right. as a whole i'm always kind of just like who can i connect with that i think would just be like homies and like mm-hmm. or like that we would like all hang out with if we were all in the same city and like yeah, very right. early on that's kind of what i got that vibe of like connecting with you guys so i was like that's why i'm here and yeah yo thank you guys um and in terms of following me it is uh best way to do it is on instagram i'll call you tomorrow um as well as tomorrow works as uh the handles and then my personal is rayland mendoza so full govy out there unfortunately you know hey. <laughs> well yeah no yeah when next time we are all in the same city we are gonna hang out and we're gonna go bowling oh. Yeah, out. man. I mean, I don't know about the bowling, yeah. but we'll do something. We'll do something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can play a little hoop session, maybe. Right. Maybe on a horse or something. Uh, um, we'll, we'll try and make it happen. We'll try and make it happen. You know? Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Vietnam Podcast with me, Mr. Layla Mendoza, and we are signing.